Kobe Bryant. Welcome to episode five of the Counted Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Ahan, at Ahan Rungta on Twitter. Today, we have with us Jonte Porter of the Memphis Grizzlies. Jonte, thank you so much for being here on this fine Saturday afternoon. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. For sure. Thanks for being here. I just want to start by asking, how's your quarantine going? Uh, how's your health? Um, how are you spending the time right now? Uh, how's that going for you and your family? Yeah, so I was back home in Missouri for a couple weeks when all this went down. Um, and then the Grizzlies, they got like a medical exemption for me. So me and a couple other guys that are injured, or I guess recovering from an injury, get to still come into the gym and do rehab, weights, and shoot. So it's really just the same thing for me. I'm back in Memphis right now. Just got a new, a new uh, apartment. So that been keeping busy moving in and all that. Um, but besides that, every day, just going to the gym, doing rehab and weights and then little individual workouts on the court. So my, my quarantine has been good compared to most people that are just stuck home, I guess. And uh, how's the status on your health? Because I know you've had a couple of injury issues over the last couple of years. So how's that going for you? Uh, how's the progress on that? It's good. Um, a few days ago marked one year since surgery, which is pretty good. So I got like two or three more months. Um, before I'm like officially cleared to start playing. Okay, that's speed. awesome. I'm doing it's exciting. I'm doing everything on the court though. I'm doing everything in individual workouts. It's just I can't do like contact, and it takes right. a little while for your body to get up to speed again. For sure. Uh, so I just want to talk a little bit about your basketball journey up till this point. So uh, to start, when you were in high school, you and your brother, older brother Michael, uh, were coached by Brandon Roy, uh, one of the most talented players our generation has seen. So what was it like being coached by him? Was there anything surprising about being coached by him uh, during that 29-0 run uh, that one year in high school? Yeah, it, it was great um, having him as a coach, just somebody that has the playing experience that could just kind of pour into us younger guys and help us along. So like you said, 29-0 is a pretty special season um, and just had a special coaching staff that really cared about us, um, especially me and Michael. They just – encouraged us, told us, you know, we were going places. That's the first time I think that I've ever heard somebody tell me that I could play in the NBA. Because up until that point, I was just Michael's little brother and all that. Um, and I wasn't even too confident myself. I was just playing for fun. But they saw something in me, and I'm forever grateful for that. Awesome. And I just want to skip a little bit ahead to the uh, process of entering the draft. So I'm curious as to what the process was for you. And I know it was a little different. Um, especially the second time around when you had the injury issues, uh, sort of what were your expectations heading in and what did you learn from that entire experience? Yeah, so after my freshman year, I tested the waters, got great feedback, went and worked out for a few teams. Um, and at the combine, I just decided, like, I wasn't ready. I, I skipped my senior year of high school and went straight to college. So I wasn't even expecting to be – like good enough to be one and done. Um, it all just kind of happened. I had a few good games. I guess people saw potential in me. I guess my stats didn't really jump off the board, but um, I mean, that's not what it's all about in the NBA. So I tested the waters, saw what it was all about and decided that I just wanted to, I learned what I needed to work on and decided to go back to school for one more year to try to 
not only boost my draft stock because, I mean, everyone knows the first contract isn't where the money's made, but really just kind of develop as a man and figure out how to, like, do life on my own. Because up until that point, I was just living at home with my parents and relying on them for so much. So that's the main reason why I decided to go back to school for one more year. Like you said, didn't work out how I wanted it to. Um, Before our first game, I got hurt pretty badly, tore a few different ligaments um, in my right knee. And then went out to Denver and was doing rehab out there. Declared for the draft because before the injury, I was a lottery pick. Um, Like, that's what they thought I would be if the season ended. Um, And then I got hurt. They were projecting I'd still get drafted, maybe late first, early second. So I was like, okay, let me just still declare um, and do that. So then I signed with an agent, all that. And, shoot, I think in March I tore it again. so that really sucked, and I was kind of too far in to back out. I'd already signed with the agent, got their benefits or whatever. So right. it was a wrap for that. Um, so fast forward, no no team's going to take a chance on me. It was only like a three months after my surgery, so nobody even knew if I was recovering well, all that. Didn't get drafted, um, but that was kind of to be expected after the second time. I was just waiting to see what would happen afterwards, so – Got some offers from some teams. None of them we really liked because it was all about, like, them being in control, having the opportunity to back out if they didn't like how it was progressing. So it was being patient with it. And finally, the Grizzlies came up with a pretty pretty great offer. And my agent and I decided to take it. So here I am uh, many months later. But feeling good. The knee's feeling good. And that's what it's all about. Hopefully I can play whenever hey, the season You finally made ends. it a lot of – thousands millions of people in the world want to be in your position just have that patience and make it uh the way you did uh kind of unfortunate though a couple of days after you got uh you got signed um nba season got suspended um and i know you said a few moments ago that uh you aren't quite ready for full nba basketball yet uh so that sort of rules out coming back for the rest of the season is if there is one uh pretty soon but uh I assume you have expectations for next season, making your debut, making it to the Grizzlies, playing on an NBA court. Sort of what do you expect uh, from an NBA experience, especially since you have somebody in the family who's had that first experience already? Right. Uh, It'll be pretty surreal. I know what to expect. Um, I've played with NBA dudes all the time, but it'll be a lot different, you know, in a stadium full of fans and people yelling. Hopefully I'm not too nervous, but I know that first game will be pretty special. Like you said, it'll probably be next year, um, assuming the season starts on time and all that. It'll be pretty tricky. It'll be interesting to see what happens. But that's the plan is to play next season and hopefully um, do pretty good. Mark my, I don't know, get get in the rotation and do my thing. And and on one of the most exciting upcoming teams in the NBA too. I mean, John Morant might be the most exciting player in basketball right now. Uh, and you get to play alongside him and a lot of other dudes like Dylan Brooks, et cetera. So I'm excited to see you make your debut there. Um, I want to talk about uh, going from college into the draft. So in your one season at Missouri, you short, you shot 44% from the field, 36% from three, averaged uh, 1.7 blocks, 10.7 rebounds. And you showed versatility on both ends of the ball. Uh, and when scouting, a lot of people gave you the NBA player comp of Brad Miller, um, and he was a two-time all-star, great player in his heyday. But to me, sort of, I, f- I feel like you're much more than that. And a lot of people 
agree with me on that. You're much more than Brad Miller, even though he's a two-time All-Star, no disrespect, but you have a lot higher of a ceiling. So I'm just curious to hear from you. Who would you compare your skill set to in the NBA? That's tough. Um because I like to take attributes from a lot of different players. I don't think – I don't, like, try to model my game after one dude. But if I had to pick one player, not to say I'm anywhere near where he is now, but that's where I can envision myself, you know, with the team and all that, it's probably, like, in Nikola Jokic. Maybe a little more athletic than him, but not as big. Just the way we both – I think we we're both pretty smart, which makes up for a little bit of lack of athleticism. We can both shoot it, um, dribble it. And, you know, I, I just like how you – the offense runs through him. Like, he can get the ball, he passes it, um, people run off him, hand off, all that. So I think it could be pretty dynamic, um, just my playmaking ability paired with, like you said, a lot of other exciting players on this Grizzlies team. So I'm excited to see what the future holds, but that's probably, in an ideal world, what I'd like to see my role be like. Yeah, that, that's awesome that you had the same answer as me. So that 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 shows that I'm following oh, really? your game pretty well. So that, that was good. <laughs> Um, yeah, and sim- similarly, the draft. Now, I'm, we were talking about your your style of play. Now, I've interviewed a couple of people who have been through the NBA procedure, who've been in summer in the summer league, and something that they've been saying a lot is that uh, is how the game is changing. And I know both of us are young and don't necessarily didn't necessarily see live how the game was 15, 20 years ago, but right. the way people draft have has been changing. And something I noticed about your game is how versatile, versatile you are. And you mentioned a few moments ago, like there's not necessarily a particular part of your game that's the most flashy, but you provide so many intangibles um, or not just intangibles, like things that you can see right away on the floor that just provide versatility. And I'm wondering if you think, I, I know your draft stock lowered slightly because of the injury concerns, but do you also think people kind of slept on your versatility just because that's not what teams are looking for? No, not necessarily. I mean, honestly, that's kind of the only reason I feel like I'm in this position today where the Grizzlies picked me up because I believe there's only one person in the history of the NBA that's ever come back from my injury in particular because a lot of dudes come back from ACLs and all that, but I had a lot more done, um, multi-ligaments and twice at that. So I don't think any team would have even been interested if it weren't for those intangibles that you talk about or the versatility that not a lot of people see just the common fans, but I mean, it's their job in the front office to find, you know, gems, gems out there that don't necessarily dunk 40 inch verticals, all that, but uh, can provide stuff for their team. So I think, I think that's what they appreciate in me and hopefully they learn how to utilize that moving forward with the team. For sure. Uh, and I just want to talk a little bit about your family because you have one of the most interesting families, not just in basketball, but in sports. So you come from a basketball family, your mother, your father, uh, your siblings. Uh, you got two sisters uh, playing in college ball right now. Is that right? They did play college ball. They're both done now, but they did while we were at Mizzou as well. Okay. And I'm just curious, was basketball – always a number one priority for you and your siblings? Because I heard your dad say a few years ago, uh, I don't care. I couldn't care less if my kids played basketball or not. It's their choice. So I'm just curious what that was like growing up for you in a basketball environment um, and how you envisioned yourself growing. I know you mentioned a few moments ago that 
you didn't necessarily believe in yourself until you got coached by Brandon Roy. So what was that evolution like for you growing up in a basketball environment? It was pretty special. Um, like you said, we have so many siblings that all play basketball at a high level. So even the backyard games got pretty competitive and we're all going all out. So my dad said we didn't have to play basketball, but it was kind of like an expectation that because we all did that we would just all keep playing. So um, that was pretty great for me personally because I love it. I love basketball. I was never the most confident, but it was just fun. It was just a fun game to me. It wasn't like I took it too seriously. It was just lighthearted. Um, and my confidence didn't really grow till Brandon Roy was coaching me or whatever, but that doesn't mean that I didn't love it up until that point. Uh, every every night we go out and shoot with my dad, and that was just really special. That's some of my best memories growing up. So um, eight children and all of us play basketball. Hopefully all of us keep playing basketball. For sure, for sure. And uh, one, other th- one other thing I got to ask, since Michael Porter Jr., playing in the 2K tournament tomorrow against the, the favorite the favorite of the tournament, Devin Booker. Are you going to watch? I'm definitely going to watch, but uh, don't get your hopes up for my brother. He <laughs> he talks a big game, but I, I play him all the time. He's not good at 2K. All right. Yeah, I, I heard in an interview, he was like, I've been playing a little bit. I kind of – I'm kind of rusty. And I was like, uh-oh, this doesn't sound good against d nah, but, but hey. he was just – he was using that as an excuse because he plays like every day. He just okay. sucks. Yeah, I was gonna say like DeAndre Ayton was saying on uh, on the uh, on the show yesterday, he was telling Zach Levine, "Well, I don't play much." There's literally evidence of him on the internet being frustrated playing 2K every day. So, <laughs> so I don't know, DeAndre. I'm calling you out. You're lying. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I I really hope um, that he wins tomorrow because I've been telling everybody, stop betting on Devin Booker. He doesn't play 2K as often as he plays Call of Duty. So I'm kind of rooting for him tomorrow. Uh, That's for, true. For Devin's a gamer for sure, but he sticks to the shooters, right? Right, right. And I just want to finish up by asking you some lightning round questions. Uh, so I'll just, say, I'll just say something and you say the first thing that comes to your head. Um, so to start, who was your favorite NBA player growing up? LeBron. Uh, if you're on the court, what is your favorite play? Big block. A clutch three or a posterizer dunk? Clutch three for sure. Uh, your pregame snack? Uh, smoothie. Smoothie. May I ask which type? <laughs> you may. Uh, just a fruit smoothie, mixed berries, put some spinach and banana in there. Okay, there I'm making that tomorrow morning then. <laughs> your favorite pregame music, maybe a favorite artist? Probably, shoot, that's ever-evolving, but right now, little Baby. Little baby, interesting. All right, you hear Tusi? I, I know you didn't say Drake, but you hear Tusi slide at all? I heard it once. I don't know. I don't like it too much. It's too like I don't know, pop culture catchy. I like yeah, his yeah, R and B stuff or rap. Not this. We're on the same page stuff. about that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, finally, a couple of things. Just what are your future aspirations? Your goals for the immediate future? I know you're almost there, being healthy. So once you're healthy, what are your goals? Basketball-wise, life-wise, um, what do you want to achieve in the next couple of years, say, in the NBA? I just want to make a lasting impact on who I interact with, whether that be teammates or front office coaches. Obviously, I want to be the best basketball player I can be, um, and I'm pushing towards that every day. But some things are out of my control. So, yes, these next couple of years are going to be pretty telling for my basketball career. But at the end of the day, it is just a game. And, yes, I make a living off it, but 
there's much more important things in life. So I just want to make a great impact on those that I interact with. That's great advice for everybody. And I, I was just wondering if you had any other advice for younger athletes who are also trying to be pros who might've been through some challenges because certainly with you, your brother, you, you both have had injuries. You both are overcoming them and just use Michael as an example right now. Like he's balling out in the NBA right now. He showed the patience. He's living up to his draft potential. If not beating it, I'd say he's beating it. There's some guys who were taken before him that really would switch places with him right now. So just right. the evolution of being slept on in the draft, falling in the draft, and then balling out. I'm sure you're going to do that as well. What is, some, what is some advice you have for younger athletes who are trying to overcome those challenges? I think challenges can be, uh, can be a great thing in the long run. Even though I injure myself and it sucks, I think I've learned a lot more because of that that I wouldn't have otherwise. So I'd encourage young athletes just if things don't go your way, don't don't uh you know put your head down and just mope about it the first time I did that my first injury but the second injury I had a mindset shift that like I can use this as motivation so now everything that negative that happens in my life and granted this is easier said than done but I try to just use it as motivation to work harder or when when I didn't get drafted I use that as motivation to show people why they should have drafted me I wasn't moping my head about or saying I'm way better than this guy way better than this guy I just put my head down and worked. So I'm in this position now because of that, I think. So I just encourage young dudes to just put their head down and work and not worry about those around them. For sure. I'll take that advice myself. I'm, I'm your age, like just a couple months older, and I'm, I'll take that advice for sure. And everything in That's life great. we do, I appreciate for it. For sure, yeah. And, Jonte, I appreciate you for being here today. Thank you for spending the time with us on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, I hope – We'll have you on the podcast at some point in the near future. Get some of your family on the podcast as well at some point. I hope the rest of your recovery is smooth, and we'll see you in the NBA next season. Looks like the current NBA season might be gone, but uh, yeah, hope to see you on the floor soon. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Thank you for having me, man. No problem. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you, everybody. For those listening, go follow Jonte on Twitter. Uh, you have an Instagram? I actually don't know. Yes, sir. Both my Instagram and Twitter are at Jonte Porter. All right. Go follow Jonte. You're a real one, Jonte. Appreciate you again. We will see you no all problem. next episode. Thank you, Jonte. Sounds good. Bye-bye.